I'm Audrey Cooper, the editor-in-chief of the San Francisco Chronicle, and today on Fifth Emission, we're talking about California water policy and specifically how the president has injected himself into this decades-long debate. But before we get to that, let's talk about our podcasts. What do you think of them? What do you want more of? We want to know all those answers, and we want to enter you into a chance to win a $100 gift card. You can send us your thoughts at sfchronicle.com slash podcast survey. We really appreciate your thoughts. Joining me today to talk about the president's visit to the Central Valley is Peter Femright. Peter, uh, the president just got done speaking. What did he have to say to everybody there? Well, it was basically a, a you know a typical campaign rally. He showed up and talked about the, the order of uh, business today, which was to sign the biological opinion, which provides more water to farmers in the Central Valley. But he talked about everything else. Also, uh, it hit hit all the uh, all the key points like. How Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi is uh, destroying San Francisco and various other things, uh, including the the uh, what he calls the impeachment hoax and how high speed rail is a disaster. And uh, it criticized um, California quite a bit, and then said talked about how much he loved California. <laughs> well, Peter, you know this, but um, I'm a complete water policy dork. And so I'm really excited to get in really deep about the actual issues that brought him to California. So maybe you can start by explaining to everybody as as briefly as you can, even though it's complicated. How does water move through the Central Valley to all the farmland that feeds America? Well, there are two. It's this, there's the state and federal system, and uh, both of them uh, get certain amounts of water that they provide for farmers in, in uh, you know, cities, and it comes through the. It, it's pumped out of the uh, Sacramento San Joaquin Delta, and um, the whole issue is uh, who gets how much water is kept for wildlife fish and and habitat and how much uh, goes to farmers and farms and cities and uh, farmers have claimed for a long time that they haven't gotten enough and uh, this uh, today uh, President Trump uh, was, was uh, signed the document that supposedly that they gives them quite a bit more more but uh, environmentalists say that it uh, it takes away for uh, from fish and could could um, cause some extinction. And who are the major players that have a stake in how how this whole system works? Well, it's farming districts like the Westlands Water District and the water districts down here in uh, in Kern County. And there's farming districts, and then there are uh, uh, water agencies in places like. Uh, you know, in cities around the Bay Area. And then there are um, advocates for, there's fishermen's groups that are advocate for more water for Chinook salmon, which uh, need, that, need as much water, much cold water as they can get to spawn. So 
essentially what what happens right now is water flows from the mountains into the delta and it's pumped back into the central valley the farmers down there have said they've never got their full allocations of water that they were promised at least not for several years why did the government the both the state and the federal government promise these farmers an amount of water and then never deliver on it well they signed these districts signed contracts uh, and I, I, I think it has a lot to do with um, drought in California. The the, the four year, five year drought we had recently uh, really forced people to cut back on water deliveries and uh, the amount that they used. And um, farmers have have really been trying to uh, conserve water. Um, there just isn't enough to go around. I mean, that's basically what, what it comes down to. There's also a tiny fish that's at the center of all of this. And, and uh, I, I think anyone who sees this this fish would, would say, really, that's the thing that's causing all of the problems. And it's called the Delta smelt. What is the Delta smelt and why is it so important in this debate? Well, the Delta smelt is a, is a small, I think, one to two inch uh, fish that is uh, adapted to the Delta, to the brackish water of the Delta and the, and the currents of the Delta. It's, it's uniquely adapted. It's the only, uh, it, it, it's endemic only to that region. And it's, uh, its numbers have, have crashed uh, dramatically, and uh, it is seen as a um, sort of the canary in the coal mine for for um, the rivers and the delta in California. Because if the delta smelt go, uh, so go probably the uh, salmon and other fish and other species that thrive in these uh, rivers in in the delta. So it's uh, it's seen by environmentalists as a very important um, look into in, into what is going wrong. So the you mentioned it already, but the the biological opinion that Trump is signing that now I think to a lay person that would sound like an actual scientific document that evaluates the health of the ecosystem. What exactly is a biological opinion and and how does that get entangled in politics? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, it, it is it is a scientific doc, document on uh, developing uh, regulations for how a cer- certain species are, are like the Delta smelt and Chinook salmon are uh, Treated and how much water uh, needs to go for them, and and you know to farmers, but while protecting those species, uh, and it's it's a very complicated document that includes lots of science, and uh, that's uh, the the question about um, turning science political is something that a lot of the critics of. President Trump and um, Interior Secretary David Bernhardt uh, claim it is wrong. They, you know, uh, it, it's 
they claim that they are politicizing this process that's supposed to be scientific. And, um, you know, that's, uh, <laughs> that's something we've seen a bit of in, in other areas so, recently. So with this new biological opinion, has the science actually changed about what we know about the health of the Delta and to, to some extent the Bay ecosystem? Well, the science hasn't changed. Uh, I think uh, the interpretation of the science may have changed slightly. Uh, they, you know, there was a biological opinion that came out last, I think it was July, that was much more strict uh, with how much water uh, could be uh, delivered to the farmers in the Central Valley and elsewhere. And um, it was changed. Uh, Secretary Bernhardt uh, uh, well, it, it's unclear whose decision it was, but fishermen claim that Bernhardt uh, stepped in and for political reasons and changed it. Uh, he denies that. Uh, they say this is based on science, and perhaps, like I said, it's, it's an interpretation of the science, a different interpretation of the science. And what did the president say about the science and the water? Did he get into any depth on this issue during his rally today? Well, he, he didn't really talk a lot about the science. Uh, well, he, I mean, he, he didn't get into any details about it. He said the science is on, on uh, his side and, and that, uh, you know, people were taking water away from farmers and he was fixing the problem. Uh, and, um, but he, he didn't really go into much detail about what the science says other than to say it's on his side. And do you, you spoke to some farmers, you went down to the Central Valley earlier um, before the president's speech and were able to talk to some of the people who, whose livelihoods depend on the availability of water. What do they say about this debate over the Delta smelt and the salmon and the Delta ecosystem? Yeah, well, the farmers I talked to uh, said basically they are only getting about half the water they contracted for, and um, and they they feel that all these problems would go away if they just got what they were supposed to instead of having the water sent down to the ocean. I spoke to a few of a uh, few farmers, and um, they they felt that. Um, the talk about you know the ecosystem and water for fish is an overblown is overblown that uh, they that the science doesn't show that providing more water uh, increases the fish population and that uh, it's it's time that uh, the two sides worked together and came came to a compromise. That was the general gist of what what they were telling me. I'm speaking with Peter Femright about the president's announcement that some Central Valley farmers will get more water for their crops. We'll be back and talk about the political implications right after this. So, Peter, not all farmers are involved uh, in this in quite the same way. There are a huge number of farms in the Delta. What do farmers in the Delta think about these arrangements to get more mon- or more water flowing down to the Central Valley? Well, I think most farmers in California would like to have as much water as they can get. Um, that's that's 
generally the way it is. Um, and, you know, the same with the environmentalists. They'd like to get as much water as they can get, and, and that's the basis of this battle. Uh, there's only so much water, uh, especially in dry years, um, which and with climate change, they're predicting there's going to be a lot more dry years. And, uh, you know, so you know, basically it's, it's a constant battle about who gets, who gets what and how much they get. But there are farmers in the Delta who presumably will now be pumping water that's even saltier if more of the fresh water is going down to areas like Fresno and Bakersfield. Isn't that right? Right. That's true. Yeah. I mean, the less water goes into the Delta, the less fresh water goes into the Delta, the more salty water can move inland uh, from from below. And, and that that can destroy crops. And, and yes, uh, there are Delta farmers who are quite concerned about that. Uh, and uh, there are some Delta farmers who definitely... Uh, are more on the side of yes, we need regulations, uh, you know, to 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 you know help fix this pumping problem and and uh, and and keep the delta healthy. What have the farmers in the Fresno area, for example, been doing when they don't get their full allotment? Because I know there used to be a lot of trees down there, for example, and those are crops that if you don't water them the trees will die. So if they're not getting their full allotment from either the Central Valley Project, which is run by the federal government, or the State Water Project, which is, of course, run by California, what have they been doing to keep um, these these mega investments of orchards and other crops alive? Yeah, that's, that's a huge problem because, you know, the orchards that you mentioned, uh, almonds and pistachios especially, uh, you know, that. They're a you know multi-year investment. You know you can't even uh, harvest for many years after you plant, and they need water continually. And you can't stop watering, or you or basically they die. So in a lot of places, they're uh, without water coming from the state or federal government. They are pumping water from the aquifer, which uh, in in many places is creating subsidence. Uh, ground subsidence uh, um, and uh, in some places uh, quite a bit and the ground has subsided got me has sunk uh, quite a bit and uh, you know and, and that's another problem that they you know that's going to have to be solved somehow they're going to have to stop pumping more water out of the aquifer than comes in and uh and that's essentially unregulated for the most part in California. So if I if I have a well, I can pump as much water as I want. Pretty much. Uh, I mean, there is, there were rules passed in 2014 that require um, at, at San Joaquin Valley farmers, uh, at, well, and and uh, agencies to uh, replenish the aquifer within 20 years. So. Uh, those rules came out of the drought, and when when the situation got really extreme, and um, farmers around here don't know how they're going to comply with those rules, uh, if, in, unless they get more water. And this, you know, all, all the farmers I talked to said this will help, 
but it's not going to solve the problem because this is a federal water uh, that Trump signed uh, on today, and the state has a whole different set of regulations. So I think some people might assume that uh, Trump is pro-farmer, wants to give those farmers all the water, and maybe the Democrats are all pro-fish, but it hasn't historically worked out that way in California. Senator Feinstein, for example, has been criticized quite a bit over the years by environmentalists for not being more aggressive um, with with limiting the water that the farmers get. And Gavin Newsom has recently come into the crosshairs, too. Where are they on this debate? Well, I mean, I think it, uh, Feinstein is still uh, has still advocated for farmers, and uh, and now it seems, uh, according to many people who are critical of Gavin Newsom, uh, that well, he's trying to reach um, voluntary agreements with farmers uh, rather than regulate uh, the um, the flow. You know how much they get. And uh, that's that's uh, generated a lot of criticism from environmentalists uh, that claim that uh, Gavin uh, is um, is kind of helping the Trump administration. My last question for you is: Does this even matter if we enter into another year that looks like we have drought conditions? Can these farmers still end up not getting their full allotments? Uh, yeah, I don't think, I mean, it, uh, currently, uh, in Kern County here, at least, they're, they're claiming they only get half, and uh, they're still not going to get their full allotment, even with, with this uh, rule that uh, today, um, the uh, biological opinion. So uh, if we get, you know, the more droughts we have, the, the worse it's going to get. And, uh, it's a problem that... Uh, really needs a, a, a solution from all parties. Does that seem like it's even in the cards at this point? You know, I hear I hear a lot of talk about it from all sides, but I haven't seen much evidence of, of uh, collaboration. Although Gavin Newsom uh, is trying to uh, collaborate with farmers, you know, like we said, it, uh, it's caused some criticism, uh, but we'll see what comes out of it. You know, it's possible there could be a, you know, a, some kind of solution, but I'm not sure. I don't think any, you know, everybody will ever be happy. <laughs> I think that's fair to say in the history of California water. Peter, thanks so much and have a good drive back. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you to Peter Femright for being with me today. Thanks to King Kaufman for producing this episode. And thank you for listening. Fifth Emission is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. If you like this podcast, please consider becoming a financial supporter of the largest newsroom in Northern California. You can sign up for a San Francisco Chronicle membership at sfchronicle.com slash pod.